Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, C. Sparky, 5 or 1250 AM, The Fan. 55 past the hour. Time for another Milwaukee Sports Time. I'll brought to you by the Potawatomi Sportsbook. Find all your favorite sports 24-7. Enjoy over 70 self-service kiosks, wall-to-wall TVs, free parking, great food, and a full bar. Bet big, bet bold, learn more at PaceBig.com. Being joined now by Andy Herman of the Pack-A-Day Podcast, writer for Packer Report. Follow him on Twitter at AndyHermanNFL. Let's talk about Jordan Love. Uh, he looked good in Week 1 against the Bears and then has his ups and downs. And Overall, I love the progression of what I've seen from Jordan Love from Week 1 to now the second matchup against the Bears coming up in the last week of the regular season. Yeah, it's really been a fun progression to watch through the course of this season. And so much of the stuff we're seeing right now I thought we saw glimpses of even going back to training camp, even going back uh, in that small snippet that we saw against Philadelphia last season, you saw that he felt comfortable in this offense. You saw that he was able to go through his progressions. And I, I think you saw his confidence kind of start to get better and better as training camp went along. You got to that first game against Chicago, the first three quarters against Atlanta, even that fourth quarter against New Orleans. And he felt pretty comfortable. The protection was good in front of him. And we saw immediately like, okay, he can play. He's definitely a starter. And then I felt like the Detroit Lions game in week four really sort of reset some things. I think that was the first game where he really faced some significant pressure, at least since that first start against Kansas City a couple of years ago. And he was still kind of trying to go through his progressions. The timing was off on some things, probably needed to take some check downs, didn't do it. And he ended up with some interceptions, some sacks, a lot of pressures, and the offense just was kind of disjointed on the day. And then I almost felt like Jordan sort of tried to overcorrect. And through the course of the next few games, he was almost trying to get rid of the ball too quickly and wasn't really in rhythm. And we saw some more mistakes and his footwork wasn't great. And then I feel like kind of, and Matt LaFleur mentioned this as well, the, the, the Pittsburgh Steeler game, maybe even a game before that against the Rams a little bit, it was almost like he had to like recalm himself down, start going through his progressions again. And all of a sudden, like the timing really started to work out and he really started to feel comfortable in the offense again. And now it feels like, Hey, they're going to pressure me. All right. I know where all my solutions are. We saw some easy check downs to Tucker craft this week. You're, hey, they're going to pressure me. All right. I might need to backpedal a little bit and find Bo Melton down the field. And I thought what was so awesome about watching this game, it was like almost an accumulation of everything that we've seen through the course of the year. The Vikings threw a ton at them. The Jordan, maybe one of his worst games of the season was against the Vikings earlier this year. The offense really couldn't do anything. This time he knew all the answers, all the solutions. 
so much of it was pre-snap and reading what the defense was going to do, knowing exactly where to go with the football. And all of a sudden, like we've seen him learn in real time through the course of the season. And now he has the answers to the test. He's executing his footwork's better. His accuracy is better. And we're sort of seeing the total package right now with Jordan Love. And obviously it's been a ton of fun to watch. This next question uh, seems crazy to me, considering he's just at the end of year one as a starter. You detailed very well what happened from the beginning of the year till now. Having said that, does he have a kryptonite? Yeah, I think that's what's going to be really fun to, to kind of keep an eye out for moving forward. I think the one thing he needs to work on is his footwork a little bit. You can tell there are times where he drifts when he doesn't need to. Um, that might be a little bit from watching Aaron Rodgers play for the past few seasons. He obviously picked up on a lot of Aaron's really great traits, but maybe picked up maybe a little bit too many fadeaway passes in his repertoire. But I, to me, there's no major concerns at the moment. He's taken better care of the ball as the season went along. His accuracy has continued to improve. He showed that he can make a ton of throws from off-angle platforms. And, uh, you know, this week, the, the big pass to Jaden Reed, his feet aren't even on the ground. Like, he's shown all of that. I, I think what you probably want to, you know, the, the place you want to get to with Jordan Love is, hey, can we keep those moments to when you absolutely have to? Are there times where, hey, it, it's not the norm? Like, we're, we're setting our feet, going through the progressions, and marrying our footwork with going through those reads, and then can you play within that rhythm? And then if things break down, all right, then you have that at your disposal if you need it, but if you don't need it, don't use it. And I think that's maybe going to be a little bit of the next step. I'm sure this offseason is going to be a lot of footwork work uh, with his, his you know, position coaches and his quarterback gurus and those sort of things. But overall, I really feel like he's answered a lot of the questions as this season's gone along. And I think his ability to take care of the football in the second half of the season has been really noteworthy as well. I think my happiest moment of the season was Matt LaFleur's press conference after this last game where he finally opened up and you could see him starting to get giddy and smile when talking about Jordan Love and his future. It was the first time really all year that LaFleur opened up to the idea of Jordan Love's pretty damn good. Uh, all year he's been guarded, not wanting to say too much about how he's playing one way or the other, good or bad. And he finally opened up and said, you know, we're kind of just kind of getting a, a little bit of a glimpse here of how good he might really be. Were you surprised that he opened up finally? No, I, I mean, I think everyone's sort of come to the the realization and conclusion now that, all right, he's the guy. To your point, um, almost every other instance, good or bad with Jordan, Matt, the first thing Matt would always say is, well, it's the collective group. It's it's all 11. Everyone's got to be on the same page. When things are going well, it's all 11. When things are going bad, it's all 11. Uh, this, he was obviously very giddy and excited to talk about Jordan, and deservedly so. I thought, I won't say a masterpiece from Jordan because there were a couple of throws he'd like to have back, a couple of decisions he could have made differently. It uh, wasn't a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination, but that, that's kind of the scary part, right? Like he played that well, had every answer, and there were still a couple of throws where if he makes it, this is probably a 50-point game instead of a 33-point game. Um, that's, that's how impressive he has been. He's the guy moving forward. I thought the other telling aspect of this was, um, and I don't know if you saw this, I think it was Matt Schneidman that posted it, but as soon as Jordan Love came off the field, he was on the field longer because he did all the post-game stuff. Um, it was Brian Gutekinds that was waiting for him nope. in the tunnel. Like Those things are, like you're starting to be able to easily piece this together. Uh, he's the guy, and, and I don't think anything's going to change that at this point. At $40, $45 million a year, uh, Brian Gutekinds better be hugging him trying to get that price down. Uh, yeah, exactly. Let's talk about the next piece after Jordan Love, because that's the piece, obviously, this offseason for them, and they can't do anything until, I think it's May, since they signed the last extension. they got to wait 12 months. Uh, but having said that, is Aaron Jones the next biggest piece to try and figure out to get him back? Uh, or can they afford to essentially roll the dice, let him walk, and, and try and draft a replacement? 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's going to be, I think, one of the real unique and interesting pieces of the puzzle this offseason. Obviously, David Bakhtiari is another one. Uh, Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell. There's there's a few interesting ones, but it, it might lead with Aaron Jones. And I think it's just so easy to be reminded so quickly of what he brings to this offense. And in a way, they kind of benefit uh, right now from the fact that he has pretty fresh legs just because he hasn't had he hasn't got to play all that much this season. Um, but I, I think that is going to have to be a really major decision for Green Bay. On the one hand, he's getting to that 30-year mark. We've seen him break down more physically this year than he has in the past. But at the same time, on the flip side, the dynamic running ability that he still has, it is very clear that he is not slowing down. Um, he can you know, get to any hole that he needs to at any time. I thought the, the, a week ago against Carolina, I, I was expecting to go back and watch the tape and be like, man, I can't wait to see how the offensive line opened all these holes. And then you quickly realize, oh, uh, wasn't really that many holes. It was just Aaron Jones being Aaron Jones, and he can find the the slimmest of slivers of a hole and turn it into a big gain. Uh, we saw a couple explosive runs against Minnesota this weekend. All of a sudden, you start pairing that up with Aaron Jones's playmaking ability and rushing ability with what we're seeing from these receivers, tight ends, and Jordan Love. Um, you have this, the the possibility of something dynamic. I think in a perfect world, you probably try to keep Aaron around one more year. And then you probably try to draft his replacement probably somewhere on day two of the draft with those two second and third round picks that you have to try to bring in another dynamic piece if he does wear down a little bit. But that's going to have to be a pretty uh, important decision from Goody this offseason. During the course of the season, I was hot to trot. uh, And I think I still am there as far as as getting an offensive tackle uh, early on in this draft. Rasheed Walker has played much better. Uh, lately than he has, uh, obviously, in the beginning to middle part of the year. You ha- mentioned David Bakhtiari being another possibility of coming back at left tackle. Uh, where does offensive tackle line up for you when it comes to offseason needs and heading into the draft? Yeah, the way I've sort of compartmentalized the Bakhtiari situation is just literally done that, put it completely to the side. Um, Green Bay is almost in an impossible situation right now because of the way the contract is, because of the injury that he has. If he's injured and they try to waive him, there can be injury settlements, and it just gets really messy really quick. So until I see David Bakhtiari on the field and back on the team and actually able to play football games, whatever that means from a salary cap standpoint will work itself out down the road. But until I see that, I'm probably just of the belief that He's not going to be out there. I think you almost have to take that approach moving forward. And then that leaves you with the question of, all right, do you want Rasheed Walker to be that guy? I think the great news 
is over the course of the past six, seven weeks, he's legitimately looked like a starting left tackle in this league. From a pass-blocking standpoint, he's kind of looked that way for a while now. Um, the run blocking is coming along as well. And what I would like to see, I think, from Green Bay is if you can find an offensive lineman that has some versatility and maybe you pick him up on day one or day two of the draft and just have competition because you have so many players on that line that can play different spots, specifically Zach Tom, who can probably play all five. Elton Jenkins has a ton of versatility. You might be able to put Josh Myers at a guard if you needed to. And you know you're probably going to lose a Yash Nyman and a John Runyon Jr. in free agency. So you want to build up a little bit of that depth. But I think you also want to build competition. And we always hear Matt LaFleur talk about the best five guys out there. If you draft a guy early that can come in and compete at a variety of different positions, um, and then you have that competition, to me that, that makes Sean Ryan, um, Rasheed Walker, and, and probably uh, Josh Myers have to really earn their spots. And whoever is the weakest of that group, all right, they're probably going on the bench, and then you shuffle the, the guys around the four remaining with your new first or second round draft pick to kind of compete at that spot. You can never have enough of them. Their depth is going to take a hit in free agency. Um, so someone like that, I think early would make a ton of sense, but I think they're in a great spot where, hey, if you need to go Rasheed Walker, um, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, Sean Ryan, and Zach Tom left to right right now, I think you probably feel pretty decent about your, where your offensive line is going into next year. Now, while I, offensive line has been an issue, if you look at these cornerbacks right now, Stokes isn't the same guy. Uh, Alexander, you have the decision to make on him with his $8 million roster bonus in March. I think they picked that up. I don't think he's going anywhere. But having said that, I mean, there's a part of me that kind of wants to draft a corner in the first round, trade back into the first round with a couple of these extra picks, and draft another cornerback in the first round uh, and try and rebuild that secondary uh, kind of going forward. Regardless of what I saw from Valentine and Valentine, I still think they need more help uh, at that position. How hot to trot are you on taking a corner early? Yeah, if you look at fixing this defense... You kind of start up front, you're, you're probably looking at Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, and, uh, you know, the, the Wooden and, and Brooks and um, all those guys on the defensive line, Slayton, all the same guys on your defensive line for the most part. Edge is probably going to be some form of Rashawn Gary, Kingsley Nigbari, LVN, and I would say probably Preston Smith. Your key inside linebacker is going to be Quay Walker. We'll see what happens with Devondre Campbell. You still have Isaiah McDuffie there. I, I think that front seven, for the most part, I'm sure they're going to get a couple pieces here and there, but I think that front seven is mostly going to remain the same so if you really want to remake the secondary, besides the obvious of going with a new defensive coordinator, you probably need to remake this secondary in some way. And I think one, bringing in competition at corner. I expect like you that Jair, Eric Stokes, Corey Valentine, uh, sorry, Corey Valentine and Carrington Valentine, probably on this roster in some capacity. Uh, but I think some of those guys probably need to earn their jobs, specifically in the starting lineup. You're probably going to lose Keyshawn Nixon. And then the safety spot right now under contract, Anthony Johnson Jr. and St. Anderson. Those are the only two safeties under contract. I guess maybe Benny Sapp, you could put in that, uh, uh, that category too. But at the end of the day, that's the position where they can really remake this defense, in my opinion, is in the secondary. And I think they're going to have to do so with some early draft picks. Probably not going to get too involved from a high free agency standpoint. Of what they have at corner, any possibility of moving one of them to safety and drafting a cornerback to replace that said player? Yeah, I, I don't see um, any specific corner on the roster that could necessarily play safety. You never know if they all of a sudden try to you know, do something unique or different with a, a new defensive coordinator. But um, to me, outside of Jair, assuming he's back, he's going to be one of your starters. Yep. But I, I think you make every other guy earn their spot, whether that's Valentine, Valentine, Stokes, and any guy that you bring in. Um, you make them earn those starting spots. And I, I don't see anyone necessarily moving to safety, but you're, you're, that's probably another key spot where – 
you're probably looking at potentially drafting two guys in the top three or four rounds um, to try to fill that spot in and, and gain some competition and depth at that position. Last question. How concerned are you about this Bears game this week? I will tell you, I am very concerned about trying to stop this Bears offense that's played much better, especially Fields, who I could see running for over 100 yards against this Packers defense. Yeah, the Bears are 5-2 and two in their last ga- uh, seven games with Justin Fields as a starting quarterback. Um, uh, sort of under the radar, this team has quietly become a huge pain um, without, I think, many Packer fans probably taking too much of a notice. Their first three games were abysmal, including the game against Green Bay. They had a lot of early drama. Then they had the Justin Fields injury. But you go back to week four on, um, they've basically either won every game or have been in one-score games in, in almost every single game. They, they've made it very difficult on opponents, even when Tyson Bajan was out there at starting quarterback. And since Fields has gotten back and since they acquired Montez Sweat on the defensive line, it has been an entirely different team. They're playing actually good football, which, again, sucks to say. They've got the number one pick in the draft uh, going into next year. Um, they're going to be a pain, I think, and hopefully they Chicago bears it and screw up the quarterback position in some capacity because it's in their historical DNA. But I, I think this is going to be a really difficult game. I'm sure Chicago is going to point to what Detroit did last year, getting that win and moving forward and, and you know winning the division this year off of sort of that momentum they created by beating the Packers and eliminating them from the playoffs in Week 18. Uh, Chicago's already made mention that they have plans for what they're going to do against this Packers team. They've got it circled. It's going to be a tough game, and hopefully Green Bay can learn from their mistakes against Detroit a season ago in the same situation. Andy Herman, Pack-A-Day Podcast. Follow him on Twitter or X, whatever you call it, at Andy Herman NFL. Follow Pack-A-Day Podcast at Pack-A-Day Podcast. Uh, literally what it is, it's a Packer podcast every single day with different hosts rotating through, and Andy Herman is the best. Andy, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Hey, appreciate it as always. Talk to you soon. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.